Today on episode number 575 of the School of Podcasting, we are talking about the power of podcasting. Check this out. To the point where the podcaster has too many orders. We've got some free tools you might want to check out in regards to podcast promotion and episode ideas. We have a cool Because of My Podcast story, and I've got a pop quiz. Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting since 2005. I am your very own personal podcast coach, Dave Jackson, thanking you so much for tuning in. If you're new to the show, here's what we're going to do. We're going to help you massage that message. We're going to help you tackle the technology. We're going to help you face your fears, flatten the learning curve, and not just get you podcasting because, look, you can go watch old, outdated YouTube videos and do that. We get you podcasting in the right way so that you have a maximum impact with your message and your passion. Our website is schoolofpodcasting.com. Use the coupon code LISTENER, and that will save when you sign up. Now, I want to start off with just a couple quick shout-outs. Number one, happy 100th episode to the feed. That is the official podcast from Libsyn.com. Use the coupon code SOPFREE and get a free month when you sign up at Libsyn. And if you're on SoundCloud... Now is the time to move. They've laid off 40% of their workforce. That boat is sinking, and the people over at Libsyn can definitely help you out. If you're on SoundCloud and you don't like Libsyn, go to Blueberry, go to Spreaker, go to any get-off SoundCloud. Enough of that one. Also, and one other quick shout-out to Jessica Kupferman. She's the hero of the week, if we had that segment. Jessica is the woman behind JKM agency.com she helps independent podcasters find advertisers and we are getting sponsors coming from the radio world who want to pay a podcaster six dollars an episode to basically read an ad and she's politely telling them to stick that where the sun doesn't shine because that doesn't work here today we're going to talk about the power of the niche and we deserve more than a few pennies for doing a host red ad. So Jessica, thank you. That I would also say she's following the footsteps of Todd Cochran over at Blueberry, who also works with advertisers. They're just trying to take the radio kind of scheme. Maybe that's not the right word, but the radio way they've done it in the past, it just doesn't fit podcasting because we have a niche audience. Wait till you hear today. We're interviewing Bill Strand of the Chameleon Breeder podcast. And before we get to Bill, I said a couple episodes ago about how your podcast is more like a locomotive than a Porsche. Now, a locomotive, that train, when it gets going, it's hard to stop. That's why there's a cow catcher on the front of that thing. But I was listening to the Howard Stern show. And he was interviewing Jimmy Iovine, or I think it's Iovine. And this is a guy that is a record producer. He's now a billionaire. He's one of the co-founders of Beats Headphones. But he's worked with U2, Tom Petty, Stevie Nicks, all sorts of people, Gwen Stefani. And I heard this clip and I thought, yeah. And I'm always trying to remind people that it's going to take more than six weeks to really grow your audience. And here's what Jimmy had to say. You see Gwen Stefani early on. And, uh, you know, she's a kid. And you said to her, is this really true that you said to her, hey, Gwen, uh, you've got talent. You need six years. Yeah. Go out, work the crowds. You've got to write some music. Right. In six years, you're going to be a big star. Because it was mathematical to me. Because Tom Petty, Dire Straits, uh, Bruce Springsteen, Patti Smith, 
Those were all on the third album. No so shortcuts. I said, so I said, they take two years between touring, so it's two, two, and two. That's six years. You're going to break on your six, on your third album in six years. When it comes true, are you like, hey, I, I didn't even believe half my bull****. And then look I, at this. I, I didn't believe half my bull****. <laughs> I, I didn't, no, I didn't. But I, right. just, I just knew I had so much. I said, she's great. So if she's as great, I didn't know if she was that great. Right. But I said, but if she's great, she's going to need time. To, to percolate. Write, to learn how to write. Right. That's the key. You know? Yeah. So it actually happened, uh, you know, which is so, kind of funny. There you go. Again, I'm not saying it's going to take six years to build an audience. I'm just saying it's going to take longer than six weeks. Because in a way, I mentioned this in the last episode, our podcasters, entertainers, and we kind of are, we have to hold people's attention. And so it may take a little while to build that audience. Now, I mentioned last week's episode. If you'd like to get all the episodes, just go out to schoolofpodcasting.com slash iTunes if you're on an iPhone and subscribe to that. I'm also available on Stitcher, and you'll have every episode showing up right on your phone automatically. Well, joining me via Skype, you if you're a regular listener of the show, you heard Bill come on the show with a, a great Because of My Podcast story, and at the end, he mentioned that he was from the Chameleon Breeder podcast, and I was like, the what? And Bill, I got to tell you, buddy, I think you take the cake for like most niche podcast ever. I don't know if there, if you've ever found any that you're like, no, no, they beat me. I, I think you, I think you win the crown on this one, buddy, but thanks for coming on the show. Well, I appreciate you having me, and uh, yeah, uh, chameleon breeding, that's pretty much out there. Awesome. And I guess I should we should say, just for anybody... What the heck is a chameleon? <laughs> That's right. A chameleon is that lizard that changes color and has that impossibly long tongue and those eyes that uh, just uh, see in two directions at once. You saw a chameleon in Tangled and in Rango. And so chameleons are starting to get out into the movies nowadays. Do you know how big the market is or, or how many like how big is chameleon breeding? The best I can do to figure that out is I go to my social media pages like Facebook and Instagram, and, uh, and I take the uh, most popular pages, and I, I just assume that the total addressable market is about 75% of the likes or, uh, or the, the followers of those pages. So if I did that with Facebook, the biggest groups have 12,000 members, Instagram has 40,000 members, so... My total addressable market is probably between eight and 30,000. Wow. And this is something you've been doing. You started off with an easing back in the day, back in 2002. <laughs> so this is not, this is something you've had a passion for, for, you know, many, many moons. Yeah, this is a passion I've had for almost 40 years now. It's back in grade school that I started. And uh, I grew as the industry grew and uh, we, we in the community had a print magazine, and then when uh, the Internet age came, I started the e-zine. That was in uh, 2002, and uh, fast forward to where we now have podcasting. And I guess after the e-zine, you then started a, a caging company, and is that something that just through the e-zine that people are like, I need something to, to store this thing in, or what inspired you to start a caging company? As a longtime keeper and breeder, there were some things about the caging that was available that that I didn't like. I needed 
uh, different things uh, to meet my needs. And really, the people that were producing the cages weren't part of the chameleon community, so they really didn't know what they were doing. They just mm. said, oh, okay, we'll do a screen cage. So as a user of the cages and a breeder, I knew exactly what we needed. And so I, I pretty much made cages for myself and then just offered it to anybody else. And just to kind of do a recap for anyone who didn't hear your Because of My Podcast story, you mentioned how this podcast kind of gave you just a little bit of breathing room to to get out as, I believe you described it as a soul-sucking job. <laughs> so can you kind of give us a quick recap of that? No, Dave, it was a soul-crushing job. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, and that's actually the most powerful part of my story in podcasting is that I, I was at a job, and yes, it was considered soul-crushing. That was the term that we had uh, decided amongst my colleagues was the most applicable. And it was so tough to get out, I felt trapped. It started getting into the physical level where you start your chest starts tightening as you get closer to work. And obviously, this is just not a good situation. Now, I was able to escape that because of this side business, of the chameleon caging, but what really made that side business take off was when I started the podcast. And uh, originally, I was going to have it be a podcast for the the caging company, but then I decided it was just going to be a, a general chameleon podcast. So there was a lot of risk involved in this, and I had no idea that it was going to uh, do what it did. But what it did was it made that business successful enough that I was able to not go into that job. I was able to coast on that uh, side business until I found a job that was the perfect job. It was a great job, and I've got that right now, and I love it. And the best part of that is that what it gave me was that feeling of freedom. It took away the feeling of being trapped at a job. I could, if I chose just be with my side job. Now, the, the finances would be very thin, and that's not really the life I want, but it's my choice. And so right now I'm in a job because it financially makes sense, and with the, the benefits package, it's just what makes sense for my family. And if something goes south with this job, I could leave at any moment and know that I'm okay. And so my podcast gave me that gift of feeling free to do what's best for me. Nice. Now, was this your first kind of venture into having a physical product? Have you done anything like that in the past? Oh, Dave. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I am a statistic. Uh, there was a statistic that went, was bouncing around somewhere along the way or said nine out of 10 businesses fail. Well, this is my business number 10. <laughs> there you go. So, uh, yes, I have. Uh, I'm a definitely an entrepreneurial type person. And uh, for various reasons, uh, a number of them are because I didn't know what I was doing. I, I failed. But this one finally got enough maturity in life and enough experience in life that this one is uh, is going for the long haul. Are there things that you've done with this business that, you know, you're doing it the right way because of things you've done in the past? I am starting this business based on a foundation of my experience and passion. The reason why this business is succeeding is because people trust me. Mm. And 
that was built on years of being a member of the community. People know me from the easing. People know me from my activity on social media. They know me from the podcast. They have a trust in me. They trust that I'm going to be giving them the right product. And that is why my business is successful. And that's just not something that you can buy. And it's not something that you can make appear immediately. I spent decades building that trust. And so I got to say, that's why it's successful. And I would think, I always say, and this is one of the things I really wanted to hear about, because it's such a, a niche topic, are you finding people that actually find your show are then kind of giving you a, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is a show about chameleons? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, if people, uh, they stumble on the show and then they come onto social media and go, oh my goodness, did you hear about this show? Well, yeah, that's where I've been advertising every one of my episodes <laughs> on social media. But it's great when you have somebody who is just new to chameleons and they always have this passion. We all do. It's really, chameleons are really incredible. And you just want to soak up all the information about them. And then to all of a sudden stumble upon these, I'm on episode 79, 79 episodes. I mean, you, you could spend over a work week learning all about chameleons. So, yeah, it's pretty cool when uh, somebody stumbles on this and finds out that this esoteric interest actually has this uh, resource. So basically, you're doing a show about chameleons and then you're just treating your, your cage company as a sponsor. Is that basically how you're doing it? Of a sort, I've, I've kept them very separate. Uh, I wanted each to be independent and be able to go on without the other. In the beginning, I had my cage company as the sponsor. Mm -hmm. uh, but in, in all honesty, uh, I got so much recognition from that that I have been, I've got a backlog, uh, an order backlog. So I've actually had to tell my, promise my manufacturer that I'd stop marketing. What an awesome and, problem to have. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he calls me up after I send him the next uh, batch of orders. He says, are you marketing? No, no. <laughs> and, and really what's happening? All I have is a, uh, an ad on my, my website for the Cajun company. And on a regular basis, I mention that I'm part of the Cajun company because I do need to make sure that people aren't surprised at that. There is a very, a, a slight conflict of interest there. And I need to make sure my audience knows that the information I'm giving them is not biased. It's not to give myself more business. And so I, I make it a point to mention competitors caging, I, caging that I don't build just so they know that what I'm giving them is the real information. I'll also on a regular basis mention that I'm the owner of the Dragon Strand Caging Company. So nobody is surprised. I, I want to have everything above board. But at this point, I, I don't have a sponsor. But what happens is people trust me. They find my business, hmm. uh, whether, whether I say anything or not. That's awesome. They just want to support you whether you want it or not, doggone it. You will take my support and like it. <laughs> oh, I've had people that say, okay, I know your stuff is more expensive, but I want to support what you're doing. And so I'm buying from you. And it's such a great feeling. 
And and it's a, it's a huge problem that I have because I'm competing with people that make their cages in China. And so they bring these cages over in boatloads and at times, and so they're selling the cage for less than I can get it made. So uh, it's a really tough situation and uh, my, my cages are better, but they are more expensive. And so uh, me being out there through the podcast, letting people know that I know what I'm talking about and you're getting a good product makes all the difference in the world. How much time do you think goes into like a, a single episode? Oh, it's almost a second job. Uh, and that, that be, that's a, a significant amount of time. It depends on how much research I'm doing and how much preparation I'm doing. If I am making an episode where it's just me talking, it can easily be four or five hours of mm -hmm. me putting it together and massaging it. If it's an interview, it's probably, well, not, it's still four or five hours because the editing for the interview is a whole lot more than the editing when it's just me talking. So where what I gain in not having to research, although I still research because I got to be intelligent enough to lead the conversation where it's going to be useful for my audience. But I do a whole lot more on the editing side. So easily, easily five hours, I would say. Well, that then brings up the next question. What does your family think about all this? Okay. This is something that everybody starting a podcast needs to consider is their family. And if you do a podcast and you do it right, you got the quality in there. You're going to be spending time. And this isn't just, okay, we're going to be doing it this weekend. This is every week. And after the enthusiasm and excitement drains away, your family's left. Uh, this is year after year. We've got to accommodate this crazy thing. And so th this taps into what I say. I, I really encourage podcasters to monetize their podcast. And by that, I don't mean six, six figures in six months and then bringing in a boatload of cash, but something that comes back that supports your podcast that you can say, you can take your wife out for a very nice dinner and say, hey, the sales I got off of the podcast t-shirts they're paying for this dinner. I'm going to take you out. And we're going to do something nice. Or the contacts I made on this podcast, I got two free tickets to Disneyland. So <laughs> I think it's really important that we find a way that the podcast gives back to our family. And in that way, they all feel part of it and they all feel like they benefit from it. I'm, I'm glad to hear that you're keeping your family involved. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, and I'll, I'll add on. It's not that hard. And I, I would say if you, uh, someone's out there with a great hobby or niche that they really love and they want to start a podcast, uh, first of all, just start the podcast. Don't worry about monetizing it just yet, but you, you don't have to go the sponsor route. You can just make your podcast, keep it going. And then after a year, put together an ebook that describes your year long journey in doing this podcast, make t-shirts. It really doesn't have to be huge, uh, huge amounts of money that come in, just enough that you can sell something and you can show your family a benefit. And, and, and heck, if it, if it gets big enough to the point where you're bringing in $100 a month, 
put that in your 401k, put that in a retirement fund and say, Hey honey, after this year, I just put $1,200 into our retirement fund from the podcast. That brings real value to your life. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things that, uh, I, I, if you want to talk about this, we can, I, when I hear chameleon breeder, I'm thinking, wow, he's got to have a, you know, that that's so niche. The, the numbers have got to be, you know, fairly tiny. Are you okay talking about your numbers? Yeah, I'm okay talking about them. Okay, cool. So, so what kind of numbers are you getting? Let's say after uh, you release an episode and it's been out for about a month, what would you? What are your typical downloads? My downloads are anywhere from 800 uh, a month to uh, 2,000 uh, in the first month. That's amazing. I'll say that uh, to say see the the size of a podcast, it, it's really kind of hard to do. But I will say my first introductory episode, which is only two minutes, which is what everybody, I presumably everybody listens to. I have about 8,000 downloads over the last uh, year and a half. So I can guess that I have about 8,000 people of my eight to 30,000 market size that have come by my podcast. And my most popular episode is north of 6,000 listens. And so I'd say I'm getting a pretty good spread there. Well, especially the the stats released by by Libsyn, Rob Walsh always says the median, which is, means 50% get below and 50% get above, is usually around 200. So the fact that you're getting, you know, I think the one number you threw out was 800, even that number compared to 6,000 or whatever, that's still, I, I do everything in multiples of 20 because of my teaching background. That's 40 classrooms of people that are tuning <laughs> yeah. in to to listen to you. My episode that I launched uh, yesterday uh, is now at 273. Nice. The other thing I wanted to to talk about is I, I, you have 40 years in this, so maybe this isn't an issue. With such a niche topic, do you have any issues finding, like you said you had 79 episodes? Like, are you thinking, oh, man, what am I going to talk about on episode 80? No. I take care of that because this podcast is not me saying, oh, what does everybody want to hear? I do some of that. But this podcast is driven by what do I want to know? This is my growth vehicle. And I have so many burning questions that there really aren't answers out there. But I can bring people on to help us get to that point. I mean, I'm at 79 episodes and I still want to know just what do fungal infections do? What do you what is a blood panel for? Uh, How do you tell the difference between the Uh, Is there any husbandry differences between the color morphs of the Parsons chameleon and all these little questions? Now, your listeners, listeners out there, I know you didn't know anything about what I said. The point is that these are questions that I have. And if you're in your niche, if you love fuchsias or or ceramics, you're going to have those questions as well. You're going to know what what got you to the point that you're at. And so you can bring up topics to help people get to where you are. And then from there, grow together. And there, I'm not running out of topics anytime soon. (laughs) I'm a very curious guy. That's awesome. What's probably the most misunderstood thing about chameleons? Is there such a thing? Oh, yeah. Well, there's uh, one is that they don't change color to match their background. They change color for their mood and for temperature regulation. And it doesn't help 
that that misconception is printed in biology books. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> yeah, I, I always thought it was, you know, I thought if you, and then I always heard that if you put that on, on something plaid, they would almost die trying to match the color of the background. Yep. 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 We hear that go on, but nope, it has nothing to do with the background color. They're not changing color to match the background. Very cool. Well, you sound great. What's, let's talk a little bit about your gear. What, what do you got? Uh, have you gone through the, do you have the drawer of dead microphones? <laughs> you, anything like I that? have only used the ATR 2100. Nice. And when one dies, I get another ATR 2100. <laughs> well, they're actually, if you want to go through it, they do have a lifetime warranty. You could actually mail it back, but then you're kind of without a microphone while they're fixing it or whatever. So, <laughs> Oh, well, I got three of them. There you All go. right. Hey, maybe I'll do that. Yeah. And other than that, it's just going into my, my Mac computer and I use Adobe Edition. Beautiful. Well, anything so, else you would like to share with the audience before we uh, start to hang things up? I'm going to say that podcasting is the perfect home for those of us that have niche interests. And if you're out there, podcasting is a great way for you to be able to form a community around those interests. You've got the entire world available to you. And it's an opportunity for for you to create a community where you wouldn't have been able to before. And beyond that, I would just say bring value. I just make sure your podcast is bringing something that we don't have in the community already. Well, Bill Strand, again, everybody, you can find him over at chameleonbreeder.com. You got to go to the website just to look at the pictures. That's the one thing I, when I was on, yeah. when I was on your website, I'm like, you've got an easy way to drive people to your website because you just got to say, oh, wait till you see this one is purple and yellow and green. And, and if you want to look at some chameleon poop, there's a, a post here <laughs> on how to examine uh, fecal exams for chameleons. I'm like, well, there you go. There's something you don't see every day. Uh, Very important. Yeah. So that was uh, – it's a great website, simple to uh, navigate. You got big, giant play buttons. So kudos on that, Bill. Thanks for coming on the show, buddy. Had a great time. Thank you, Dave. There you go. Find him at chameleonbreeder.com. Don't forget – if you haven't sent in your response yet, episode number 577 will come out on July 31st. I need your answer by Friday, July 28th. And you're like, what's the question? The question is, if you are a podcaster, what has changed since you started and why did you change it? You can uh, email it in, just record something and attach it. If you want to call it in, it's 888-563-3228. And uh, if you email it in, please put 577 in the subject line. We've got a couple cool answers already. And again, it's a great way to get your name in front of my audience. That's how I found out about Bill was by him sending in an answer. So get that in by Friday, July 28th. Again, what has changed about your podcast since you started and why? I look forward to hearing from you. Yes, that uh, sound means it's time to roll out some free stuff. If you haven't been out to podcastingresources.com, if you're looking for music, if you're looking for artwork, if you're looking for whatever you need, podcastingresources.com. And I found a tool that you might want to check out. And what this one is, is if you're looking for a way to get the word out and you have somewhat an audience or friends, there's a free tool. Now, you can also pay for it, but there is a free version of it called thunderclap.it. So thunderclap it, where you pick a day when you're going to send out a tweet uh, and the tweet that you create, 
and it goes out to everyone's Twitter. So basically all your friends, your audience, whatever says, yes, I will let you basically post to my Twitter account as well as your Facebook and Tumblr. Now on the free version, from what I saw in their video, you need a minimum of a hundred people or it won't go out. Now, if you pay the smallest amount to do what they call a campaign is $55. And that version has it. It will go out no matter how many people sign up. But if you're interested in this, again, it's called thunderclap.it, and you can find it at podcastingresources.com. The other one is, and I want to say a special thanks to my buddy Daniel J. Lewis over at theaudacitypodcast.com, as well as Kim Kragy from toastmasters101.net. I was doing an episode of the show Ask the Podcast Coach, which I do live every Saturday at 10.30 Eastern Standard Time. You can find it at askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. And I was explaining how I was listening to a book on CD, and I'd actually got it at the library. And they said, hey, you should check out overdrive.com. And another one is Hoopla Digital. And what these are, it's a way to get audiobooks for free via your library. And I actually downloaded a book. I'm listening to the autobiography of the rhythm guitar player from the band Anthrax. And you might be saying, Dave, why are you listening to that? That has nothing to do with marketing or audience growth or podcasting. And the answer is I'm listening to a bunch of biographies for the story. I'm doing two things. I actually, in most cases, I have somewhat of an interest of this, but I'm also listening to see how they craft their story. So those are two things you might want to check it out. Overdrive, it took me a while to uh, find a book that I could actually check out. So here again, if we compare this to Audible, where you can get a free book, by the way, I'll have a link to that out in the show notes out at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 575. You can get a free book at Audible, but it's basically 20 bucks a month. And if you're, when I say you get a free book, that would be if you don't have an Audible account, your first one is free. But I pay $20 a month for Audible, and I'm seeing all these books on Overdrive that are in my list on Audible to get. And I'm like, well, I could save myself 20 bucks a month. And you might be thinking, Dave, what does the library have to do with podcasting? For me, at least, A, you can read a lot about marketing and audience growth and storytelling and things like that. But there may be books that you actually read and then you talk about on your show. And audiobooks especially can get kind of costly. And uh, you can check it out. I was just like, wow, I didn't realize what a resource it is. So again, overdrive.com. And another one you might want to check out is Hoopla Digital. You do need a library card. And the cool thing is I have a library card from Akron, and I also have another library card from Cleveland, which gives me kind of a a bigger reach. But I just wanted to share those two with you, overdrive.com and thunderclap.it. Now, I said there was going to be a pop quiz, and I got to tell you, I was like, are you kidding me? And here's the deal. I was getting ready to say that the year is halfway over, and that would have been true last month. It's now July. We are more than 50% over with 2017. And I had two big plans for this year. Number one, I want to revamp the school of podcasting. I want to update my book, More Podcast Money, and put it out as an audiobook. And so far, I've accomplished. That's right. So let's not panic. Let's look at what did you do instead? Well, I launched a few shows just to test different platforms. I tested Omni Studio, I tested Pinecast, I tested Wooshka, and that's fine, I guess. I started a Patreon group for my weight loss show, 
and uh, I added a Baby Steps free video course, which I haven't really talked a lot about on this show. I've promoted it in my newsletter, which you can find at schoolofpodcasting.com slash newsletter, and I actually have all the show notes that I talk about emailed to you automatically. But the Baby Steps video, if you're interested in it, go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash baby steps. If you're thinking about starting your podcast, this will walk you through all the jargon and just baby step you through planning your podcast. And so I did do that. And while learning platforms is going to keep me kind of well-rounded for what's available to other podcasters, it's kind of like knowing Coke and Pepsi and Dr. Pepper. I mean, do you really need more cola once you know Coke, Pepsi, and Dr. Pepper? Okay, fine. We'll add RC Cola. Do they still make RC Cola? Anyway, so I'm not really sure that was really any beneficial. The only reason I did that is I had people from my community going, what do you think of these guys? What do you think of these guys? And I think in the future, I'm just going to go, look, here's who I recommend and here's why. Because I don't see any new platforms coming on that are going to be doing anything better than those four. Now, the one I recommend, of course, is Libsyn. And I don't recommend them because I work there, although everybody thinks that. I've been recommending them for 10 years before I was an employee. Use the coupon code SOPFREE. And uh, that's my top one. Other than that, it's Blueberry. SOP free is another free month. And Spreaker. SOP free will get you a free month. So I just want to let you know, if you haven't noticed... Uh, the year's more than halfway over. You might want to look at what was I planning on doing this year and do what I'm going to do, which is look at what I'm working on and ask myself, is what I'm working on going to help me achieve what I thought I wanted to do at the beginning of the year? So that is the end of the pop quiz. Before we get to another, it's a bonus because of my podcast story. Did you know that podcast movement is basically a month away? How cool is that? And if you're like, ah, you know what? Fine, I'm going. Use the coupon code SOP10 to get 10% off your ticket. I'm going to be there. If you're going, it's really easy to find me. I'm going to be at the Libsyn booth the whole day. So stop by, please, and say hello. It's always fun to meet you personally. That's really one of the things I really, 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 and by that I mean really look forward to is meeting you and finding out face-to-face what's working for you, what are you dealing with, what are you struggling with, I really, really look forward to that. So if you're going to be at Podcast Movement, please stop by the Lipson booth. And uh, if you're thinking of going, again, use the coupon code SOP10. Next up, we got Hilda from the West Traditions Podcast. Now, she has two websites here. If you want to just find her website, you can find her at holistichilda.com. The podcast that she's going to talk about, you can find at WestonAPrice.org. Check this out. Hey, Dave. So I wanted to get on this segment because of my podcast, because I have had so many phenomenal experiences because of my podcast. As you know, as your listeners may remember, I first contacted this nutrition group because I was just a big fan. And I said to them, you all should have a show. And they agreed. Little did I know that they would start sending me like all over the world to interview people and to speak about nutrition, but I never would have had this opportunity if I wasn't doing this work for them. In other words, before I started the podcast, they sent me to Kenya to do some talks, both in Nairobi and with a remote Maasai village. But once I got the podcast rolling, they were like, please go back, interview some of these folks. And now this fall, they're sending me to Peru which I'm really excited about to talk to elders about their wise traditions ways. So 
all of this has happened really because of the podcast, these wonderful opportunities to go around the world to represent them and also to learn more about wise traditions around the world. This group, it's not like they have deep pockets either, I just want to say. It's just that they've learned the value of getting stories told and learning from our elders. That's why this whole group is about wise traditions. And they know that it's worth the investment to send me different places so that they can capture some of these stories and then share them worldwide. The podcast is doing phenomenally, and I'm so thankful. But I'm also having the time of my life traveling the world and really getting a chance to learn from people as well. So I guess I just want to say because of my podcast, I am living the life of my dreams. And that is not even an exaggeration. So I want to just commend everyone to keep on telling those stories. It will take you to surprising places. Amen, sister. Thank you so much, Hilda. Again, find her at Holistic. Hilda.com of links out in the show notes for all of this stuff. Last little piece of uh, news I just want to update you on. I mentioned a couple episodes ago that uh, Apple in their you know iTunes slash podcast app, they have these new tags that are going to go in. You're going to be able to say, is your show episodic? Is it more of a serial show? You're going to be able to put in the author name. So if, for instance, for me, on the Ask the Podcast Coach show, I can now put that Jim Cullison is the co-host, all sorts of other things I can do on a per-episode basis, and you're going to be able to put in the episode number, all sorts of fun stuff, and I said, look, don't get worried about this because none of it's going to come into play until iOS 11 comes out, and that isn't coming out yet. I would give it a, probably another month, maybe two, but both Libsyn and Blueberry who are two of the the biggest podcast media hosting companies, have already said, we're ready. In fact, Lipson actually did a demonstration of it, and they're redoing the interface. I actually like it. It's a little, got a little cooler flow, so that as you're doing an episode, you're like, all right, step one, do this. Step two, do this. Step three, do that. It's pretty cool. I like the way they have it set up. And I'll have a link to the video where you can actually watch the lovely and talented Crystal demonstrating that as well as Rob Walsh, who is also lovely and talented, and, of course, the lovely and talented Elsie Escobar on a Libsyn Live webinar. And uh, you can actually see that if you want to see what it's going to look like so that you're prepared when they roll that out. And we will be rolling that out. I'm not sure that they've announced the date. I haven't actually watched all of the webinar yet. I just know that they did that seminar. And uh, we are ready for whenever Apple rolls that out. That is going to do it for this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. And again, don't forget to answer the question, if you haven't already, if you're podcasting now, what has changed since you started and why? Be sure to put 577 in the email subject line if you record something and send it on in. And that needs to be in my hands by Friday, July 28. Eighth, And if you're thinking of starting a podcast, boy, would I love to help you. That's what I do. And just go out to schoolofpodcasting.com slash start and use the coupon code listener. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next week, class is dismissed. Today on episode number 575 of the School of Podcasting, we are truly talking about muting your phone, Ugh. where the podcaster had too many orders. What a great problem. We've got some free roars. Okay.
got some free resources. Why can I not say resources? Free resources. How about free stuff? We got some free stuff. Let's do that. Re- free tools. Free tools it is. Resources. Why is that giving me a problem? All right. And so I'm going to be looking at what I'm looking at. I'm going to be looking at what I'm looking at. Did I really just say that out loud? This podcast is part of the Power of Podcasting Network. Find it at powerofpodcasting.com. Changing the world, one download at a time.